talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. So you can see we do have a guest with us, but first we're going to welcome y'all back to Fight Club here. Uh, super excited to have you back with us this Tuesday morning. And as you know, we're here to really help you help you fight for your business and help you get through this time frame as well as through any other stressors throughout your business's lifetime. So we'll go around and do a brief introduction here. Um, and today we're really talking about a lot of technological pieces that can be integrated in all four of our categories. So. My name is Taylor Maroney and I own a pressure washing company with my husband. And I also have been in marketing for about five years now. Hi there. Good morning, Megan. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> not awake. Ah! Um, my name is Megan Likes and I'm not a morning person, uh, but I love Fight Club uh, and I live in California. So it's even more early morning here. Uh, I am the proud owner of Bookkeeping Academy Online, where I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so they can live more financially rewarding lives. I am also the owner of Likes Accounting Company, a uh, bookkeeping and kind of back office accounting firm where you can outsource an entire accounting team for your small business to another company. And I am the co-owner of Jeff Likes Clean Windows and Gutters, where we do window cleaning, gutter cleaning, pressure washing, uh, all things exterior cleaning in Northern California. And I'm so happy to be here. Welcome to Fight Club. And good morning. I'm Michelle Myers, the owner of Pink Collars, co-owner with my husband. And we run remote office staffing for your home service business. So front and back office, we can take care of everything customer service based. Um, and we can help you with some of your support as well. So we're really excited to be here today. Welcome to Fight Club. And, and I'm Martha Woodward, and I own. No, wait, wait. I'm sitting in for Martha Woodward. So, um, so I'm Roy Scard, and my wife and I, Tamara, we both own uh, My Amazing Day in Columbus, Georgia. We're a residential cleaning service, and um, I host a group on Facebook called the High Tech House Cleaner. And uh, today, I think we're probably going to talk a little bit about some tech solutions to, you know, how to make your business thrive during the um, during this this pandemic period. So glad to be here. I, you know, I feel like I'm on the view. You know, this is awesome. <laughs> it's fun. Good. We're so it. glad to have you, Royce. I mean, you have been such a godsend to Jeff Lex Windows over the past three months. Uh, I feel like every time I'm like, Royce, I need help. And you're like, okay, let's just get on a Zoom. I got you. Um, you are a genius. And it was, it's just so fun to see how you've leveraged technology to get through this really, really difficult time in your business. Thanks, Megan. Now I'm really just old, you know. I mean, you know, that's that's you know. I always wondered well, why did everybody always give you so much, you know, the talk about experience so much. You know, I'm smart. Now that I've got experience, I see. You know, it's like you you, you look at a problem, and you're like, oh, okay, I've already fixed this three times. I can do it again. Yep. Well, you fixed several of my problems lately, so I'm very grateful. And Michelle, I mean, the man's training is amazing. And I know. I want to see it. He's like a bamboo it. HR like. I don't know, were you like the founder? I mean, you've been using it forever, it sounds like. <laughs> um, and, but he can do with a job or MailChimp integration, guys. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Holy wow. cow. It's, well, it's it's really I mean we're very we're very fortunate right now that um, the integration between softwares has become so it's 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 so you know it's so much easier to do than it was um, just a few years back and when you get your different software packages talking together you can really do a lot of neat things so um, but you know going back to you know what we started talking about with the pandemic it allowed us um, to really keep our business going and help it strive during a pretty tough time, you know, both from a business standpoint and just a really stressful time to be, you know, to be alive, you know, so, um, so it's really been key to us to, to keep our head up and, and keep pointing in the right direction. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to just kind of Really, and integrate around our topics and have, I know you have something to say about all of them. I'm sure of it. Um, and Tay, do you want to, do you want to get started? Yeah, we're, I think um, it was fun yesterday. We all jumped on just to do our brief little prep call. Um, you know, Royce brought up such a valid point about reviews, which is funny because it ties right into what I was talking about last week, which was your guys' homework to just go home and make sure you're sending out your reviews the day of your service just to make sure you're staying fresh in your client's mind. Now, the great point that Royce brought up yesterday was even though you send those reviews out, there's a high probability that those clients might not answer you. You know, I was looking into some statistics to try and kind of help you guys out with um, a numbers base as to what that really is, who doesn't necessarily complete those reviews. And, um, you know, based upon a podium article I was reading yesterday, there's about 77% of consumers will say, you know, absolutely. I'm definitely going to leave you that review. Um, but if you don't have some type of review generation software in place, which I know Royce uh, mentioned, he has nice job yesterday. So that's a great tool to be using. Um, there's other ones like bird eye or, um, I believe Mark Kate also has one as well that you can use. Um, but really only about 10% of those consumers are actually going through and submitting that review to you either via Google, via Facebook, um, even if you're a Yelp user, some people on Yelp as well. So kind of piggybacking off of what we talked about last week and the importance of reviews is the importance of follow-up with those reviews. And I think, I mean, Royce, you had such a great um, concept yesterday that you were doing to kind of get back in touch with those customers in a more personal, but also creative format. So I'd love to kind of have you take the floor and just kind of explain that, that text message um, option. Sure. So, so there's a couple of issues here. One is in a recurring revenue business, like a maid service, um, we have our reviews set up to go out the first time we do a cleaning, right? So, um, so primarily what we're doing is we're touching all of our new clients. We're touching our one-time clients, our move-in, move-out clients. Um, and we touched our recurring clients a long time ago when they first got started with us. So, um, so I guess the, the first thing is, like to, your, to what you're saying, you, everyone's not going to give you a review the first time, the first pass. So you need to give them another opportunity, especially when an opportunity presents itself. Now, that might be that um, it's a recurring client and, you know, you clean them every other week. But this particular time you clean them, they had a special circumstance. They were going to have a party at their home this weekend. What a great time to come back through and do another review for, you know, a review request and just manually do it because, um, you know, now it's important to them. It's, it's a bigger issue, you know, because you help them um, get their house ready for a party. So that's, that's one thing to think about. 
Now, in terms of um, in terms of what we've been going through with the pandemic, just like a lot of folks in the residential cleaning business, um, you know, a certain number of customers, you know, put us on hold for a time, but a large majority of our customers stayed with us. And I look at those customers as um, if you ever wanted to know how many people really loved you, now you know, you know, because those are the folks that really stayed with you during this time. Either they absolutely love you or they absolutely need you. It's, it, those are the two categories, because if they were on the, on the border, they probably fell out off, you know, during this time. So what we did is, um, and just so you know, and we have a lot of reviews um, because we have been very consistent about asking for reviews in the last couple of years. We have quite a bit of reviews compared to our competition. We, um, going into what I was, what I'm gonna talk about, we had um, about 139 reviews or something like that. And the closest person to us has a little over 100, but they buy them. You know, they, they, they give you an incentive to, to do a review and I just refuse to do that. Behind them is probably like 20 or 30 reviews. So we really stand out in the marketplace, which is important. I mean, that, that's a big deal. Oh, absolutely. And I, I'm sure you can attest to it. I mean, I know for our pressure washing company, um, we're still, you know, going on about our fourth year now. So for us, it's been um, a real selling point when someone comes to either Google or they come to um, our website or even on our Facebook page and are able to see that quality review from a client versus someone that just jumped on and paid for a review. Um, that authenticity comes through. You can actually feel that that person took the time to go through and submit that review. And it, it has so much more weight in my opinion behind That's right. it. And Matter of fact, I would say it's, if you, if you, we were going to talk about, you know, how to advertise your business, uh, digital from a digital standpoint, I would say reviews, SEO, Google ads, you know, and once you get those three in place, that's fine. But reviews, I think, are, are they're the bottom part of the pyramid. They're the base everything else should sort of sit on. So you're speaking Tay's language. I feel like you're taking the words right out of her mouth, Royce. Are you guys? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's great, wow. great minds think alike, you know, make it. It is. So, um, <laughs> so going back to what we were talking about, now is a great time to go back to these customers that really love you and make a personal um, request for review. And that's what we did. Now, nice job is not necessarily set up for that. Most of these packages that generate an automatic review request or not, they're sending out sort of a can type request, which is fine 99% of the time. So what we did is we went in, we just did a little hack and we- Royce, um, you're like the king of hacks. You always- Yeah, yeah, that's- I, like, I feel like every software you're like, oh, don't worry, I bypass that with this hack. I love that. Well, that, that used to be a derogatory term, but now I'm, I, I appreciate being called a hat. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, so, yeah. um, so what we did is we, we copied the link that would take us to nice job. Now we could have done it a different way and we could have taken them right to, um, to, to the Google review site or whatever, but nice job does a great, a great job of, um, presenting, you know, the reviews to them, um, and, and allowing them to choose a, either a Facebook review or a nice job review or, a Google review. And nice job has the, um, the technology behind it, the AI behind it to know if they've given you a Google review before they might present you with a Facebook review. Okay. So, so there's some other, there's a lot of reasons why you want to do it this way. So then we use, um, a texting software. I, I always praise, 
um, having a, a texting software uh, as part of your technology stack. And, um, and, and because of that, we're able to send out um, a, lar a large number of text messages at one time. Okay, just like people you know, send out emails, we can send out texts. We don't abuse this privilege. I mean, it's definitely something you wanna be, you know, you wanna use wisely, but, um, but this is a good, a good reason for it, a good case for it. So we send out a text message to all of our current clients, okay? And, um, and we can talk about why we knew they were our current clients because we have a database of over 3000 people in our CRM. Um, but, and I'll talk to that in just a second because that's my other favorite thing to talk about is tagging. But um, so we went in and, um, and we sent out this text message and we made a personal request. We said, you know, we're, we're, we're starting to do marketing again. We could really use your help. Would you mind taking just a minute and leaving us a five-star review? I always ask for a five-star review. I don't just say, leave me a review. Leave me a five-star review, okay? I mean, people do what you ask them to do. So, um, so in overnight, we picked up another 32 reviews. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so now when you look at us, we have over 70, 170 reviews. Um, so it really stands out. And those are, and these reviews that we got this time are very passionate. Okay. Because we have helped them during a, a tough time. And so the reviews are really, really good. There are things like, you know, I really appreciate all the extra efforts that you've done for us. They're addressing um, what everybody tells you to address right now, um, as far as like, you know, how we handle, you know, we wore masks, that we, um, we appreciate the extra effort um, in um, disinfecting high touch areas. So, you know, I couldn't write the script better um, than, than what our clients are telling, you know, so, so it, it just really worked out well. Brian O'Neill has an interesting comment and he says, we're getting a lot more reviews when we've had the employees ask for the reviews. And Brian's also using nice job. And Brian, we do this. I mean, we, I think, I don't know, Royce, did we get it from you or Martha? Somebody told us to do this. Well, it's, that's another thing that I say, and we don't do it, okay, because um, we need to do it. There, there's a couple of things that nice job is really good at, but it's not great for the cleaning industry, the, the made industry, okay? So I think one of, the, one of the great parts about nice job is you can take a picture of your work I feel like and, I should tag all my nice job friends and be like, do better. No, just yeah. And, um, <laughs> and include that in, in the review, right? Well, that's perfect if you're working on the outside of a house. But when you're working on the interior of a house, that's private. Okay, so we can't really take photographs of people's homes and include it in their review request. So, um, so we haven't solved that puzzle yet. Um, so we haven't we haven't moved it down to our clients, but I'll tell you what we did before Nice Job. So if you're not if you're not doing you know if you if you right now your business is smaller and you and you haven't been able to prioritize purchasing a software system like this, what we did is we printed out a card and we made it from the cleaner that was cleaning their house, and they left them the card and basically we had a contest and we said, um, you know whoever gets the most five star reviews over the next thirty days you know, you're going to win some money. And so that's what the card said. It said, Hey, we're having a contest at work. Um, we're trying to get the most five-star reviews. Would you help me out? A customer will help their cleaner nine times out of 10 before they ever help the business owner. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that, that is super effective if you can get the reviews coming from the actual person who did the work. 
And we say we'd rather pay our technicians than pay Yelp. We'd rather pay our technicians than pay for Google ads. We, I, I, okay, I know. Absolutely. I'm warming up. But we'd rather spend that money in-house and incentivize our staff. So our, our bonus structure is pretty simple. We already have a weekly bonus program, pay for performance. Thank you, Martha Woodward or Royce. I, I, so, no, no, yeah. No. Martha, um, the, the, so we... <laughs> So we just added to our paper performance program at the bottom. We said every five-star Yelp review that doesn't get filtered out, 50 bucks. And I mean, we're happy to write those checks. And we say if it does get filtered out, we're still going to give you 10 bucks. For example, we already have a well program, paper performance. And uh, we also say uh, 20 bucks for every Google review. And uh, when those Google reviews got unstuck, we were writing big checks. But nice job, I mean, nice job, plus the staff helping solicit those reviews is just a dream for us. We love it. So, so let's talk a little bit about how do we know who to send reviews to, okay? Because that's important, you know, to come back and circle back and say, I need to send reviews to these folks. In, the, in, in marketing parlance, you, you, we use what we call tags, okay? And so if you... You know, we, we call our field service software um, our CRM, and it has it does a lot of the things that a CRM does. But a, a, a real live CRM like Salesforce or um, Marketo or one of those, you use tags so that you can segment your, your customer base or your prospects. And we use Jobber, and Jobber allows us to use tags as well. Now, we always use the tags so that it was very easy to do a report. So when we pull a report out of Jobber, we're able to see, and we tag for a couple different reasons. We tag um, whether they're an active customer or an inactive customer, okay? So what that allows me to know is, are we serving them now or have we served them in the past and they canceled on us or whatever, okay? Um, because if I'm going to send out a, an email blast, um, I can segment my messaging to the audience that I'm talking to. We also email bass during this time were amazing. I mean, you, you, you really have that dialed in. How are you going to re-engage customers? How are you going to convert customers? How are you going to get customers to miss you? I mean, it's yeah, e email marketing is got, I mean, people are scared of email marketing, but email marketing has the highest ROI of anything that you're going to be able to do. Um, other than, you know, some guerrilla type marketing, like paying for review ads to your, you know, your staff, that's got a super huge ROI if you could track it. And our um, open rates right now, people are bored. So they're yeah. reading emails. They're like, oh, Megan sent me an email. I can't wait to read what it said. I mean, I'm sure that's well, people, that's how it feels like. <laughs> people will tell you that, um, that you need to send valuable content, okay? I don't care who you are in the cleaning industry, you probably know more about cleaning um, antiviral type techniques than you're, the person that you're talking to on email, okay? You're the expert to them. Maybe there's people who know more than you do, but you know more than your customer probably, okay? So just telling them things like, um, you know, if you're gonna use a product like Lysol, it needs, you know, explaining what dwell time is, which is the amount of time that it has to stay on the surface telling them that, you know, that they need to read the label and make sure that they leave it on the surface for six to eight minutes or, or whatever the label says. That's new information to people, okay? And it's the perfect kind of information to include in an email blast, right? So tagging allows you to segment that messaging to the prospects and customers that you're talking to.
And it's a really important thing that most that people need to do. Um, it's not hard. It's really easy if you start doing it from the get go. But go back through your um, through your through your customer database and figure out ways that you can segment your market or segment your database so that when you send them an email or a text or whatever, that it's geared to the type of customer they are. And that's going to depend on how you want to, how you want to segment. There's no magical term to that. You know, it's you figure it out. If you have a window washing and pressure washing company, then you might want to tag it by um, services that you offer them. Okay, because um, if they just are if they just are a pressure washing customer, then you certainly want to come back and market to them for window washing, and that's how you know to do it. I feel like that's where I got overwhelmed was, uh, you know, all the tagging options and keeping it usable. Maybe we can talk Martha into doing one of those webinars with you. Uh, we'd love to hear in the chat. Would you guys like to do something like that? Are you interested in tagging for your MailChimp or your email marketing? Um, I mean, Royce, you've got dates as tags. You've got residential versus commercial as tags. You've got uh, when they started service, when they stopped service. You have yeah. frequency of their cleanings as a tag. I mean, it's like a Michelle Myers system. Like it's, well, it's systems are important. So overwhelming. You know? Now you have to understand where I come from and why I am into systems. I was in the cable TV business for a long time. Okay. And in the cable TV business, you're not dealing with a um, hundred clients or 300 clients. You're dealing with hundreds of thousands of clients. And it's the only way that you can get your hands around uh, from a marketing perspective is through segmentation. So, you, you know, taking those same rules and procedures and, and using it in our business just makes you way ahead of your competition, okay? Now, I do wanna say this about tagging. You, you need to have rules for how you tag. One of the parts that makes Jobber overwhelm, overwhelming, like what Megan's saying, is you can, you, you can create tags on the fly. So it's not like you have right. to, like have if there's a, a space or a dash yeah. or a colon, I mean, these things matter. If there's a spelling error, these things matter. So you need to, you need I to have a document somewhere that just says, um, this is how we tag. Okay. And it, it's real simple, but you, you need to go through that step. You're getting a lot of love in the chat. So we need to hook you up with Martha, but Lisa, Brian and Susan are all like, yes, please. We want to learn from okay. voice. All right. That sounds great. Tag. So we'll, we'll set that up. Uh, Brian also wants to know what you're using for texting. He's so we use a we use a product called Haymarket. Okay, it's H E Y M A R K E T, and um, I think I have a link that gives you like twenty five dollars off if you want to try it. Oh, so, if you want to drop that in the chat after, uh, um, he I think he'd love it. Yeah. So um, so let's talk about texting on, at that level, okay? Versus like texting from your phone. When you use one of these um, these types of texting products, and, and we've used another one, um, and now I can't think of the name of it, but, but our current one is Haymarket, and we use it for a reason. Um, so, so first of all, you're you're able to text from an app on your phone or from your computer. Okay, so um, so it gives you a lot of you know you know, you're going to be in front of one or the other during the day, right? Um, the other thing is it allows multiple people to see the text coming in. So if you're texting from your phone, just you know, like your normal phone number, um, only you see it. But if you're using one of these services, 
then everybody that needs to see it can see it. And, and for our company, there's three of us that look at the text that come in. All of us can respond to the text, okay? So, um, and we all have sort of learned how to speak, you know, one way. So you can't really tell who's texting you. Um, right. if, are you integrating it with the responsive texting or are you not using the responsive texting? Um, no, we still use, uh, well, um, the way I don't use responsive texting, I'm sorry. Um, okay. We do use jobber texting just because uh, it would be, it, it just does a good job of notification of when you're having your appointment and things like that. See, more yeah. hacks, constantly hacking. <laughs> so, um, so we're, trying other, to get Tay, we're trying to get Tay in responsive. She just signed up for jobber this jobber. Jill's help and... Uh, uh, She's getting, she's getting organized. Yeah, I mean, responsive, it, it, it pays for itself the first two weeks you get it. So, you know, it's it, it's actually free. You know I mean? You, you make it responsive. Every, every so time you talk about it, I become more and more convinced. Yeah. <laughs> oh so um, the other thing about uh, using a product like Haymarket is you're able to use um, your primary business phone number. Okay, so you get them used to using, you know, everything's coming from one number. So they can call you on that number or they can text you from that number. Okay, that's another big part of it. Um, and then you can also, you can, you can do like direct mail. I mean, you know, so you can send mass text out to your customer base um, using that. Um, there's a lot of interesting things that just aren't applicable to our business, but it may be for someone else. But you can set up things like, you know, um, text, text the word, um, super clean to, you know, this number and I'll send you an offer for 10% off. I mean, you can do that. Okay. So you can do all those kind of interesting little tricks. Um, it also allows you to do away messaging. And so you can set it up because this is the big thing about texting people like, I don't, I don't want to be getting text at all hours of the night. Okay. What you're saying actually is I don't want to respond to text at all hours of the night. Because if your customer wants to reach you, you want to see that message probably, okay? So with a product like this, um, you'll see the text, but after like eight o'clock um, on hours, you get a message that says, hey, I got your text and I'll, um, I'll, I'll write you back tomorrow morning before nine. Okay, so you've seen it's an, you know, what the issue is. Because if it's super important, you probably are going to call them or text them right back, okay? So you've, you've been able to read the text and then they know that you've seen the text or that you're gonna take care of it. So everybody's happy. So that solves the whole texting after hours. People, once they get that, that messages a few times, they probably will even quit texting you after hours. Okay, because they know they're just gonna get that message back. But, but these products are, are really good. Um, I think you can start with Haymarket on a reasonable plan. The, the plans are based on how many texts you send for about 50 a month. I think it's about $50 a month. So can we pivot a little bit uh, either? I, I mean, I want to talk a little bit about money because I feel like you're one of the only people that I know that's talking about raising their prices right now. And I love you for it. I think you're a genius for it. Um, I also want to talk to you about, I feel like we mentioned a little bit about bundling. I know, so Jeff's average ticket, Jeff, our whatever. The business's average ticket has gone up like three times since coronavirus started. And I'm so happy about that. I love when my average ticket goes up because I have less windshield time. Um, and I feel like yesterday you were, you've started to talk about this. You were talking a little bit about raising our prices and about bundling our services. 
and about, you know, you just, you speak my language, Royce. So let's talk. <laughs> okay. I feel like other people are not saying this and I think it might be a missed opportunity. So, okay. So, so let's talk about price increases. Okay. People are scared of raising prices, right? We all are scared. Always, right? Not Always. just right now. It's not, it's not right now and it's not, you're not special if you're scared. Everybody's scared about raising prices. Always. Except Lisa. Lisa Shaw says she raised hers no problem. So. Okay. Yeah. Right. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're amazing. So, okay. So I come from the cable TV business, right? How many times did your price go up in, on your cable TV bill? It goes up every year. I mean, just the way it is. And that's because the contracts that um, for, you know, the TV channels go up every year. So you have to raise the prices. So it gets you used to that doing that. We don't raise our prices every year here. We just, we should, but we don't. Okay. So um, with response a bit, we, we do raise our prices quite a bit because, because it's very easy to bring on new customers at higher prices. So as we get busier and busier, we're able to raise those prices. Now, what that does is it leaves a gap between your newer customers and your older customers. Okay. That's, that's actually works to your advantage because if they go online and price their service today, every one of our customers that, that signed up over, you know, four months ago, is, they're going to say, Oh, I'm actually cheaper than this. Okay. So, so that's one thing about responsibility. Well, and um, I want to hear about your older customers. Cause I feel like yesterday when you were talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah, I'm going to talk about that. You, I mean, I feel like you pumpkin planned and I, I, I think you did it intentionally and Martha is the one that got me to pumpkin plan. So I'd love to hear. So, so I don't know that term. So, so, so tell me what pumpkin planning is. Okay. So you did it on accident. Fantastic. Even better. So you, you have a deep appreciation for the clients that stayed with you. Right. right. And, and that deep appreciation is because they value your services. They're happy to pay your price. If you increase their price, they would pay it. And those are your top customers. Right. So you build a marketing campaign and you build a business around those top customers and you price it around those top customers. And the idea is, and we're seeing this across every industry, is as you gear up, you actually improve your bottom line with fewer clients and fewer staff and come out of it with a healthier business, but with fewer clients and fewer headaches. Right. That, and I think that that's, that's what you did, right? Yeah, well, that, and that's one of the big takeaways that I got during during this time was that you can either, and we were really trying to be as big as we could be, and that and that's perfectly fine because in the in the stage of growth we were in, we wanted to build wide, not deep. Okay, so um, so one of the things that we decided to do um, during this period of time is to start building deeper and not as wide. That's sort of the way I look at it. Okay, so here we go. So um, so what we do, what we're doing is we're analyzing every client and we're taking them up typically about 5%. Okay. Now we have a lot of good reasoning for doing that. And, and anybody in the residential cleaning business right now will tell you supplies are not only more expensive, but they're harder to get. Um, we were very fortunate that we were sitting on a couple thousand pairs of gloves when, um, when all of this started. Oh Otherwise, we're paying we're so really much money for gloves. It's yeah. Terrible. I mean, and they, they're crap. Like we have this test in our house and the gloves come and they break. And I mean, I think spent like three grand on gloves in the past four weeks because they're so hard to source. Yeah. So we, um, we spend now, um, a box of gloves that used to cost us, um, 
five dollars now is you know fifteen to twenty dollars. Okay, so I have no. There's no. I, it's very easy to justify that why we need a price increase. The other thing that that everybody needs to realize is that if you go to the store now, the grocery store, prices have gone up. Okay, I mean that's just where we are, and so you raising your prices now, this is not going to be some strange thing like, I can't believe they're raising the price. Everybody's raising prices right now, okay? So if you're not on that bandwagon uh, and you're just gonna eat these costs, there, there, there could be a reason for that, okay? I mean, that's a marketing thing in itself, but that's not where we are in our business, okay? So- I'm waiting um, to Dud Meyers, sorry, but- Oh, okay. He just hey, like man. snuck in and so I had okay. to give him a little wave. <laughs> um, um, so, so, I mean, uh, so it's going to come from your pocket, right? It comes directly from right. your pocket. And this isn't your fault. We keep saying that. You didn't cause this. This should not right. be. The other thing is, um, in the residential cleaning business, we all added protocols that are different than the way we were cleaning before. And that takes additional time in the house. So we are all cleaning what we call the high-touch uh, areas. We're disinfecting those. Typically, in the residential cleaning business, we sanitize. Disinfecting is a different level of cleaning. And so now we're, we're cleaning the whole house and then going back in and disinfecting certain areas. So it does take more time. The customers appreciate that. They love us for it. Um, and we've heard a lot about that. So, so we're just going back and saying, hey, we're going to have to raise your prices five to $10. Okay. Um, so that's going to generate additional revenue, but it's, it's going to offset the cost that we have, that we have taken on during this period of time. So, that's why I'm saying now is a great time to do a price increase because it's very easy to justify. And also um, people are expecting it. Okay. So it's just the time. And, and I want you to talk just a little bit more about building, like what happened when you really got intentional about who were your ideal clients. And I mean, you said you've, you've had clients lose, but how, how are you doing bottom line wise? Like I've seen businesses go from 50 staff to five staff and their bottom lines increase. Yeah, so, so three I'm, four days a week, and they're they're smiling because their stress levels are lower, and and they've just taken this time to rebuild really intentionally so that they can you know fix the problems that they had before coronavirus started. So talk to us about that. Okay, so first of all, I would say this is a perfect time to take another look at your business. Okay, we were super busy before, you know, we we're all doing all kinds of things trying to grow our business, and then all of a sudden, boom, stopped. Okay, so what we started to do is we started to work on things that would improve our business. And that's what we've done for the last couple of months. And there's a lot of different areas that we looked at. Um, but one of the things that we started looking at is, you know, the profitability of, of a customer. Okay, so we tend to look at, we tend to look at um, customers, you know, as an average. And I think that's good. I mean, you need to know what your averages are. Um, but then because of the way that we use Jobber, we can go in and we can see how long it takes to clean a house and we can see the trends on it. So we can go in and we can calculate what the hourly rate is. You got to be careful when you calculate hourly rate, okay, or hourly cost, because people tend to think, okay, well, my hourly cost is, you know, I was at that house for three hours. So I pay that person, you know, $12 an hour is $36. Okay. And that might be the case, but it's probably not. And I'll tell you why. This First happens all, to me all day, every day, Royce. Like I, I keep going. And Michelle, you are nodding because this happens not just in the cleaning industry. This happens across industries. 
Michelle and I just did this recently, not to call you out, but no. Yeah, I mean, it, you're right. It's everywhere. It's, so, it's everywhere. so the next level of sort of enlightenment is you say, okay, well, I know that it's not $36, that it's really, I have to pay um, the employer side of the taxes on it. So that's another, I just say 8%. That's pretty close. So I have to add 8% to that. So that's say another, you know, $3. Okay. So now I'm at $39 for that cost. I'm still not done because the next level of enlightenment is workers comp and workers comp is a variable cost. It's strictly based on how much um, your labor, your labor costs are. So it belongs into a fully loaded um, hourly rate. Okay. So I'll go back to my $36 rate and say you're late, say your workers comp and Megan's not going to like this, but say your workers comp is 6%, um, then you have to add another 6%. 27%. Right, right, right. You have great weather out there. So, you know, that's the price. So, um, so we add another $3. Michelle's is probably like 0.5. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Probably like 0.25 or something. You rarely fall out of a chair. That's why. Wow. And even if you do fall out of your chair, you're hardly ever hurt. So, um, <laughs> So now we're at $42 for that job, okay? So you're thinking, okay, now I've got it covered. It's $42, maybe, all right? So if you pay strictly based on the time period that someone is at the house, yes, you maybe you're getting close, but we don't. We pay for travel time. We pay for um, prep time. We pay for prep time at the end of the day. And because I track that, I know that that's 25%, okay? So I've got to go in and add another 25% of the cost to the cost. So now it's not $40, it's $50, okay? Okay, and where are we percentage-wise? Um, in terms of- um, Yeah, so we've got 25%, we've got 8%, we've got 7%. Oh, um, uh, so, well, we, 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 we actually, we back into that. Okay. So let me, let me get back to that for a second. So we determine what our costs are and then we determine what our price is. Okay. Based on what we want our margin to be. All right. So, so I'm at 40 was, I, I was at $40. Right. So, um, so then I still have another cost because we pay people for, to actually travel for gas. So like we call it a trip charge and we average that's like $4. So my cost on that job is $44. I want to make a 50% margin, okay? So in order to do that, I have to double that. So a $44 example of cost, I need to charge at least $88. And really what I wanna do is I wanna charge $100. I was because, just thinking, make it easy, round it up. <laughs> because you're gonna lose on some clients. And okay? they're not gonna do it in three hours, right? Right, like, that's right. So many small businesses like, no, I budgeted three hours. And I'm like, well, why did they spend seven? Because right. I mean, you priced it for three, but that there was right. something that happened. There. If you're gonna charge yeah. flat rates, you got to build in some extra. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you can do a whole talk about pricing and how you know how, what your philosophies are and and how you build that that up. But you do need to work from the bottom up. Okay. Now, then, once you figure out what that is, so we're gonna say it's a hundred dollars. Now you go back to the market and you say, can I get a hundred dollars for that job? What is my competition, you know, charge for it? How am I positioned? Am I the, the high price, you know, I'm the best in the market or am I the low, the low ticket guy? You know, Wait, you we want to be the low ticket guy, right? Like, uh, 
What now? You want to? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, we no, don't. I mean, you, <laughs> and I'll tell you, there's only two places to be. You either want to be the high guy, so you want to be, you know, the Blue Door Boutique, or you want to be Walmart. You don't want to be J.C. Penney's. Okay, look where they're at. All right. So you want to be one or the other. So um, it's a lot easier for a small business. I mean, it's, it's the only place to be. A small business doesn't needs to be a boutique. You can't compete with Walmart. Okay. Oh, man. So, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, I do want to hear you talk to Michelle about Trainual because I don't I like you guys have this mutual love and I was shocked. I discovered <laughs> I had never heard of Trainual three months ago and now. And okay, so Trainual. You got to talk about both of those. Yeah. So Trainual, I think you guys talked a little bit about before about what it does. But basically what Trainual is, is an online training platform um, for your company. And it's developed in a way that's very easy to understand. Training can be complicated, right? And there are people, that's their career. That's all they've ever done is develop training. And that's probably not most of us. That is my wife, by the way. That's her, <laughs> her name. So, um, but, it, but that's not most of us. Instru we don't know instructional design. So what Trainial allows you to do is to format your training into basically an operations manual. So it's very easy for you to understand and grasp you know, the format it should be in. And um, so we, we had training, you know, and we've been paying for it for, you know, a few months, but we had never rolled out any training. So once um, on March the 13th, I mean, I can tell you the date, on March the 13th, we took a look, a look at our business and we said, okay, we're going to start working from home and we're going to limit everyone's access to the office. The reason that we did that is, you know, we had like, you know, 12 people coming and going it's like the last thing we need is for someone to get sick and then the um, health department say, oh, who have you been around? And they say, oh, these 12 people. And then everybody is on lockdown for 14 days. So what we did is we said the only people who are allowed into the office is the team. So there's two people coming and going at a time. That way we limited our risk there. So, um, so anyway, on that day, we said, OK, you know, we're, we're going to go home and we're going to um, figure out what we need to do going forward. So we did all the research we could. There was no training out there um, as far as uh, COVID-19 and what to do in, in our industry. So we- Can I, can I pause you for just a minute? I yeah. want people to realize what you just said, because I feel like there's so many people in field service that don't understand what you just said. So one of your other risks, aside from an, a staff member getting coronavirus, is losing your entire staff due to quarantine related to coronavirus. Exactly. You realize that really early on. But for us, you know, I remember us, March 16th, we had four guys out and they were going to be out for two weeks because we had a suspicion of an infection. They've been riding in a truck together, you know, like they've been with another team. We've been mixing it up. I mean, that is a huge problem that you're solving in advance. Not only do we want to keep them safe, but we also need to keep our crews running. And That's right. days is no joke. So, so, yeah, and sort of my philosophy on that is, no, you know, you can look at it and say, oh, well, all you're worried about is your business. No, I'm not. Because if the business shuts down, everybody suffers. Okay. So in order to take care of everybody individually, we got to take care of the group. All right. And that's, and that, and we, and we communicated that too, that this is why we're doing it. So we went home that weekend and we did all the research we could with everything that we could get our hands on. And we took information from um, the World Health Organization as far as how to do hand washing. We went online and picked up YouTube videos on how to wash your hands. 
we picked up everything we could about COVID-19. Um, we picked up everything we could about how, how you kill it, how you, you know, how you clean for it. And we put all that into Tranial. And with Tranial, we were able to turn that thing around in probably 48 hours. And when we went back to work that next week, all of our people had done the training. It was about a 30-minute training program. And they had passed the test. So, and I could go in and I could see that they had taken the training and passed the test. Okay. And that was huge because now I can communicate with my clients and say, all of our people have been trained and tested on what our protocols and procedures are. Okay. The other thing that training allows you to do, if you're using the app from your phone, first of all, the training is presented really well on a phone. Okay. So it looks great on a computer, but it looks really good on a phone. Um, so when you are uh, at work, you're carrying all of your training with you. So with a new, with a new customer, I mean, a new employee, if they're struggling because they have forgotten what the process is to get around a bathroom cleaning it, we could say, look, why don't you watch the videos again? You know, you have them in, on your phone. You can watch them with you. So, so that's a great way to do it. Um, you know, you also, when, if that, if that um, employee leaves you, you know, you turn it off so they no longer have the videos anymore. But um, the training is, is turned out to be a really excellent tool for us. And I, Royce, love it because when we were, we were talking earlier before we started recording, when we had a pivot in our business, we had some folks that weren't going to be in the training anymore and we could turn them, you know, remove them. But I loved most, especially that Trainual allowed us to store our training because we weren't going to be doing any hiring for six weeks or so. We didn't know, obviously, how long we were going to go, but they paused our subscription and put it down to $25 a month, which is just awesome. They held all of our data and just kind of put everything in sleep mode, you know, until we were rehiring again, which I loved as a business owner to save that money. That was so nice, you know. I, I wish I would have known about that when we were getting set up because there's about four months there we paid for full yeah. price, but but that's fine. I mean, we oh, were it. it's our own fault, you know. And it's one of those things that that's the incentive to get out there and, and start um, to you know doing the training again. Yeah, well, but, and from um, a money perspective, you both. I mean, Michelle you built a launch runway for a new staff member. I mean, they hit the ground yeah. absolutely running and you're setting yeah. them up for success. I mean, you're being totally transparent about what you expect, what the system is. Yeah. For them. No, it's, it's changed our training significantly. I mean, cause we train on so many different platforms. So we really needed to get a powerful method for each individual platform and training has saved us a ton of time. So I actually love spending the first few hours, couple of hours with our new hires. Um, and that's actually fun for me now, whereas it used to be sort of drudgery. Like it was like, okay, where are we gonna find this? Now we're gonna go there. And I, I probably looked a little bit disorganized. And now that it's all in trainial, we just kind of walk through the first two or three hours together and then I cut them loose and then they go to the team lead. So it's made my interaction like more positive as the owner but then just more efficient use of everybody's time. And when I don't do that anymore, which will happen at some point, it'll be a really nice process to hand over to someone. Uh, Michelle, uh, have you heard about Royce's first four hours, Michelle? No, yeah, okay, give so, it to me. You should so ask him. <laughs> one, one of the issues in, in the cleaning business and in a lot of service industries, I mean, you know, everybody raise your hand. If you've ever hired anybody, they went through your training and then they didn't show back up. Yeah. Okay, that happens <laughs> a lot. Week. Right? Last week, <laughs> yeah. So you've invested 
a lot of time training them, right? So, um, so part of what happened, and uh, I'll put my Martha hat on, is we had to have a change of culture immediately on March the 16th because we didn't go back into the office, okay? Yeah. So yeah. we were forced to change our culture. And, um, and so when we started hiring again, we were prepared to be able to hire remotely. And what we do now is, um, and this is sort of our process, is um, your first interview, all the interview questions are online. So you go and you complete a, uh, an online um, questionnaire. And based on your answers, we're going to give you one of two options. One is, um, thank you for applying. And, you know, we'll, we'll take a look if, you know, if you're a good fit, which we actually do if we, if we don't find a person the other way. And then the other person that passes that test um, comes back and says, we'd like to talk to you some more. You look like a great fit. Please yeah. schedule a phone interview with us. Okay. So that's all automated. In so then bamboo? In bamboo? It uses bamboo, but um, it's actually done through um, type form is where the questionnaire is. So you actually, you have to, so you, so let, let me just walk you through the process a little bit more. Um, you go into Indeed, right? And you, and you say, oh, I'm going to apply for this job. The number of people that just go through and um, just apply for every job in the world on there is just you know, <laughs> huge. And so if you're trying to call all these people, that's all you're spending your time doing. Yeah. So, so Crazy. now what happens is you get an email out of Bamboo um, because it's integrated with uh, Indeed. And you get an email that says, hey, thank you for applying. Um, in order to, to, to go to the next step in the application process, you need to go to this website and fill out this, or it's actually what we call it is our job information center. Because it, I believe in giving value in everything you do. So we tell them a lot about the job as we're asking questions. So rather than saying, um, you know, we need you to have a car, you know, do, or do you have a car? We tell them why that's important. So we say, you know, um, you know, our, all of our supervisors drive their cars. So you won't be, you won't have to drive your car to, to customers' homes, but we do need you to have a car so that we know that you'll be here on time. Do you have a car? Okay. And all of our questions are like that. So they go through, they answer all those questions and then, um, and then they schedule their phone interview. So that's the first time that we actually interact with them because we see it, shot, it pops up on our phone. Oh, I got a phone interview tomorrow at 10. So then we call them, we do the first interview. If everything goes well, then we come back in and do a FaceTime or a Zoom interview later, you know, the next day or whenever. Um, and then we can make them an offer based on that. Because I can make that offer because I have another step before they're actually gonna start work. And this next step is huge, right? So the next step is we're going to send you our orientation. We're going to pay you to do it. Um, so, you know, I want you to keep your hours, but, um, but I want you to do the orientation. If they don't complete orientation, they can't start. Okay. So my investment with that client, I mean, with that new uh, uh, employee is really, I've, I've done an hour interview. I mean, that's it. Okay. That's my whole investment because everything else is up to them. So, so they have to spend about four hours doing the orientation and the orientation is everything that we used to do, you know, in the office. It's, it's a greeting from me. It's a greeting from Tamara. It tells you the history of the company. It tells you our policies, our procedures, and we use video that we've shot and it's pretty decent video, even though we shot on our phone 
it looks great on their phone, you know, I mean, that's because it's in its native environment, right? So, um, so then they learn how to clean a bathroom. So when they start, so now I've taken somebody and they've invested four hours of their time. If they show up, man, they probably want a job. You know, if they didn't complete the training, they probably didn't. Okay. Michelle, did you just hear that? So Royce took your first I, favorite I part and he made them do it and then held them accountable. Like, no, and he's I love it. them. So yeah. now hiring is not a big deal, you know? I mean, because I don't know if we can say that, Royce. They really want I'm pretty sure I don't know if you can say that. I'm pretty sure everybody watching is saying hiring is a really big deal right now. Yeah, but you can <laughs> too soon. You can too automate, soon. You can automate so much of it you now. Can. Yeah. You know? And um, and so now on their first day, instead of them trying to figure out, you know, what am I gonna do? They still haven't cleaned anything yet, okay? So there's plenty to learn, but at least they know where to start and they know what their day is gonna look like. And it's not all a big surprise to them anymore, okay? So not as much in shock, right? Hmm. And we probably wash out about 50% of the people that we hire, we wash them out because they don't complete the training, okay? Well, if you don't complete the training, I didn't even pay you because we're paying you by the hour. Now you do need to pay people to do the training, ahead of time yeah. okay that keeps you um you know within the law but um but if they don't do the training then they didn't do any work so you don't have to pay yeah. them. so that's how we do it that's how that's how we onboard now that is so good mind blown well the only it was it's out of necessity you know i mean you know innovation comes out of necessity and <laughs> and, and that's what we did um but it's um there's a lot that has to change if you're not going to be in the office every day. And, yeah. um, and that was one of the things that we, that we had to do and Trainial allowed that to happen. So if you're not, if you haven't looked at Trainial um, or another online platform, definitely take a look at it because it can really change your business. Um, even if you decide to do parts of it, I think that's a great idea, Michelle, that you're doing part of it in person um, yeah. because you can integrate both of those, you know I mean? That's, um, but we've just done it by video instead. Love it, love it, love it, love it. It looks like we've got a couple questions in regards to um, both Trainial as well as some other questions for you, Royce, personally about your business. Um, so Lisa wanted to know whether or not um, you're using Trainial for the videos. I'm assuming that's what you're using to upload those videos and explain kind of what. Um, yeah. So the way that the way that it works, if um, there's a couple, you have a couple different options. So Trainial does not host video. So if you take a video on your phone, um, you can host it on um, YouTube and just make mm -hmm. it private. And then you will have the link back to training. So it'll show up in training. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you go to the next level, whatever their pro level is or whatever the second level is on their pricing, yeah. um, then you can actually integrate um, video inside training. But basically you're going to re-record it. Okay. So what's going to happen is you're going to play the video on your screen and you're going to record your screen and that's what goes into training. Okay. okay. So if you're going to take really long videos, you know, 30 minutes, you probably aren't going to want to sit there and watch them. But I would tell you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I mean, most of our videos are three to five minutes. Uh, some of them are a lot even shorter than that. And he's, break, even break doing videos. he's even doing videos on his phone. So he's recording using zoom. Like how do you mm -hmm. download how do you download Trainual? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. 
he has really hacked all these videos, including what's happening on their phone. So, so the nice thing about like Jobber, okay, is that's something that we used to have to do training on, you know, how, how you're going to use Jobber. That's all built into the training now. And I know that they're doing it because and like, for one thing, we have everybody sign up with Boxer. We haven't really used Boxer a lot because we use our, um, we use our texting software, you know, it's our main level of communication, but we want, we want to be able to communicate, communicate with Boxer. So we have them all sign up for it. And um, part of the training is when you get on Boxer, you have to box me so that I know that you're logged in because I want to put you in the group. I'm not just doing it just to harass you. I mean, I want you in the group. So, um, so all that's done in the training now, you know, and, and we walk them all the way through how to keep their timesheet on Jobber, mm -hmm. how to do everything. So it's when they start day one, there are no questions about how to use those things. They've already downloaded the apps. They've already gone through the training and they've already been yeah. set up in them. Yeah. It's great. So much. I know um, the other question that um, Hobie had about Trainual was PDF documents. Um, are you guys able, I'm not, I personally have not worked in Trainual yet. I, you guys are all convincing me <laughs> per usual <laughs> with um, your expertise here, but um can you upload PDF documents into Trainial for review? Michelle, take that one and then I want to add something to it. You you can, but if you want to do something that the employee signs, I find that Bamboo is easier. So we'd put all of like our operations manual in Trainial so they go through it in Trainual and look at it. But when it comes time to sign that document, we have it be part of Bamboo HR because it tracks it, it dates it, it times it. It's just a little easier of a platform. So anything with signatures we do in Bamboo, anything else we do in Trainual. So yeah, that's, that's my answer. And that's what Bamboo is good for. I mean, that's one of the strengths of Bamboo. That's why people should use it, I think, because it, it does make your office paperless and makes the onboarding part paperless. Um, yeah. Now, let's talk, we don't use PDFs in training, okay? And the reason we don't is because they're not searchable, okay? So one of the strengths of training is, remember, they're going to carry all their training with them all the time, okay? Mm -hmm. So I want you to be able to go in and say um, paid holidays, just search paid holidays, and it pull up the training on paid holidays. If that's in a PDF document, it may miss it, or if they... I mean, you know, people don't always search for the terms that I think they should search for. They may search for um, Memorial Day. Well, <laughs> if you search for Memorial Day and it's in our, if it's written in Terrenial, they'll find it. But if it's in a PDF document, they won't. So, yeah. yes, you can do it, but I would, you know, you'd have to have a special reason to do it. Also, you know, PDFs are, are difficult to read on a phone. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like there's another yeah. question. Was it? So yeah, there's one more from us. No. Uh, actually, yeah. there's, there's two. Um, oh, I'll keep it in line with Trainial for this one. And then there's one more that's outside of Trainial. Um, so yeah. Stacey wanted to know um, if we could kind of go ahead and elaborate a little bit more on what you were saying, Royce, about payment when they're, um, so she said, you said you can pay to train, but if they don't do the training, then you don't have to pay them. Does this mean they'd only complete the training and then they get paid. So what I mean by that is, um, so, so what we tell them, it's just like, let's, 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 let's take it out of training and just say what it would look like in the old world. If, <laughs> if someone shows up to your office on day one and you train them for two hours and they go to lunch and they never come back, 
you owe them for two hours. Okay. You have to pay them. Same with training. If they go in and they complete half the training and they never, they never do any more, then you owe them money because they work. If they never logged into training, then and that's just like they never showed up on day one. So you don't owe them any money. So we, we really believe in making sure we pay people for the time they work. We don't skimp on that because first of all, it's not a lot of money. You know, that's not something to go get in trouble with. Yeah. And it's the right thing to do, which is more important. Right. Yeah. Your, your wife's coming in behind you and answering the Facebook comments. I love it. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's great. Hi, I, so I do have a quick question, uh, and I know I want to be sensitive, it's eight o'clock, but this is something that happened to us uh, like two weeks ago. We had a guy, we did a full day of first day training. You know, we've been trying to sort out what our training program looks like, and um, our and he didn't come back the second day. And what we, what we mm -hmm. thought about that was, we're hiring for an outdoor window cleaning position, right? We talk it up as it's ninja, it's fun, you get to rock out to music, you get to use your hands, you get to like be outside and then his very first impression of our company was a day in a classroom with a computer and with mm -hmm. his phone. and so we've, we've changed it so that now we're spreading it out two hours a day for the first five days That's so that they get out in the field and they get out there but do you ever worry that like if you're if you're trying to hire a cleaner and they have to spend four to five hours on their phone before they get to come in and get their hands dirty don't mind the <laughs> like is that right. deterring them from getting engaged early on or do you address that in your videos well we don't address it but i mean but when we were doing live training it was it, it was an issue okay mm -hmm. because live training you're stuck there for those that whole day when you're doing it on training you can do it in bite-sized pieces so i can do 10 minutes now i can do 20 minutes later i can do an hour tonight when i have time to do it mm -hmm. okay so it's not the same and i think that probably solves most of the issue right there um but um but we 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 did have that issue when we were doing live training the other piece to it is um we this is just sort of a side benefit is that we want people who are tech savvy okay they don't have to be you know, they don't have to be able to set up a Zapier link. I mean, I'm not looking for that. I just want them to be comfortable getting information through technology because that's how they're going to read the client notes and everything in the work order. So if they, if they can't work on their phone, then this is probably not a good fit as much as not enjoying cleaning. Okay. I mean, it, it's, they have to have a little bit of savviness there on, how they get information and process it. So this is a good way to, you know, it's not why we did it, but it's also a good way to, um, you know, eliminate folks that that's not a good way for them to learn. Hmm. That's great. Anybody have anything else? I think the last one was Leanne, right? Yes, the last one was Leanne. Leanne, sorry, Lily. Uh, so she asked if you're, if you've been able to reduce your office staff since you've put these systems in place. And I feel like you mentioned, you know, you and your wife went into quarantine for very exciting reasons, kind of related to coronavirus, but kind of not. Um, but yeah. Tell us about your office staff. Tell us about how this has reduced your man hours. So we have never have, we've never had office staff. Okay. In our business, it was just us. Um, we do have somebody who uh, has gone in some in the mornings just to make sure everybody's checked in and checked out.
but, um, but we've never run our business with office staff. The reason we didn't have to have office staff is as we grew, we kept implementing technology. All right. So I'm going to go, mm -hmm. I'll start with texting first. Think about when you text somebody, how long that conversation lasts. That is a five to 10 second conversation. Now think about if you call them, how long that conversation lasts. That's a mm -hmm. five minute conversation. Okay. So by using texting, we eliminated 90% of the conversation for, I need to, um, I, you know, can I move my appointment from Tuesday to Wednesday? Okay. That's, that's a few seconds and it's not, it's not several minutes and callbacks and missed calls and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that helped us a lot. And sort of as we progress through the business, I mean, you started with, with your field service management software, you know, Jobber, that took a lot of time off of us. We, um, and then when we, um, we had texting, that took a lot of time off of us. Responsive. And then responsive was another game changer because now you don't have people that you have to chase down and give an estimate to and go out on an estimate and all that. We're, we're actually in our business, we're able to do all of our quotes hundred percent online. So, um, and so self-scheduling, right? And, and, and we do, and we, and we allow our, our man hours go down when they schedule themselves and thank God for crew cow. I mean, that's the best thing. Exactly. Ever. So with us, um, you know, so think about that. So think about how much time you have to spend talking to somebody about your packages and everything that mm -hmm. you do and how you're going to take care of it. Whereas for you, if you sign up with us, it's like buying something on Amazon. You can go do all your all your um, research that you want to, and then you come back and you look. You know, you 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 tell us a little bit about your house. You see the packages that we offer. You select the one you want. You schedule it. I'm going to call you before we come, and just verify with you. Um, you know the services, just to make sure if you have any questions, we answer those, um, and get a credit card. That's again, that's a five minute conversation instead of a 30 minute conversation. So we've done these things all along so that we've never had to hire office staff. Now, having said that, could we use office staff? Probably could. I mean, you know, because it would, it would probably help us grow. But um, uh, Michelle, Michelle, <laughs> Michelle but, sitting over there yeah. being all cute and coy. But, being quiet over here. <laughs> But we're having, you know, our dilemma right now is if I go hire office staff, okay, and let's say that that person is $2,000 a month, then I've got to go find $4,000 more a month of business. So I've got to go out and get, you know, 14 more clients. And I haven't added any to my profitability. I'm now, uh, I've just added, you know, office staff. So, you know, that's, 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 what, that's the way I sort of think about it. I mean, I was, I, you know, I was in a very capital intensive business in the cable business. So before I outlay money, I want to know what my return on investment is going to be. What's it going to take for me to pay for that? And I can't that, wait for you and Michelle to have this conversation. I know. Love it. How, I love how it. How office staff that pays for great. itself and how you can <laughs> leverage it and what the ROI is. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so that's, you know, that's sort of, you know, where, where we're at. So, so our goal I would say our goal more now is to um, still grow. I mean, because we don't want to stop growing. Um, and, um, but we do want to be able to, um, you know, and, and you alluded to this, why we alluded to why we stayed home. Um, we have a brand new grandson and um, I would pop a picture up there if I, if I could quickly, but I can't. Um, but, um, 
but we want to be able to go, you know, see him. So, you know, if and in that particular case, um, I don't want to be tied to the office. So, um, and I'm supposed to talk about culture, about, you know, what, what happened when we moved <laughs> home. And I will, I will say this, everyone will tell you that the hardest part about stepping out of your business is getting your employees used to it. Okay. And I would vouch for that. Right. But the COVID-19 stuff made you do it overnight. Mm -hmm. So once you've gone through the pain, then take a look at maybe that's not, you don't need to go back to the office. You've already done the painful part. Okay. So, and that's sort of the, what we've been looking at is do I need to go back to the office or not? And I mean, the answer is probably some, you know I mean? Cause we like it. I mean, we, and we certainly, we, we really, you know, we love our employees. Um, so we want to be able to see them and do things, but, um, but when, you know, we want to do that on our schedule. Yeah. That's awesome. It's good love, stuff. Love, love it. So good. Such good stuff. Oh my gosh. We've uh, gone over. Marla, and Marla, Marla says you're looking good. And, and every, I said you're brilliant. Somebody had a cute Boston accent for how brilliant you are. Brian, what did you <laughs> anybody see that? What did you say? Oh, it was um I think it was something with magnificent. I think that was as we say in oh. Boston, Royce is wicked smart. Oh, wow. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. I love, I love it. it. Yeah. All right. Thank well, you so much for hanging out with back. us. I mean, I, yeah. I, I I enjoy my time on the view and I want to come back yeah. again. <laughs> Don't say that. I love uh, well, next time Martha goes off the grid, you know, we know who to call. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, we didn't even say Martha is on vacation. So, and she, she's on vacation off the grid. So, um, but Royce, we, we were so excited to have you on. We love having you. Thank you. Uh, usually it goes through one quick round of homework. Um, so if we want to talk about our homework, uh, let's, let's do that. Um, Tay, I'm guessing yours is going to build on last week, huh? Yeah, we're gonna build on last week. Um, so what we talked about today, obviously circling back and just checking in with past clientele, um, using exactly what Royce talked about. If you have reoccurring clients who have not left your review, go through um, your CRM system. If you do have tags in place for that, just take a look at those, do a quick search um, and be able to see who's um, who has left you a review, who hasn't. If you've done those tags, I know some, some you know individuals have, some haven't. Um, if not, just if you have, you know, a small chunk of reviews, just do a quick scan and see who you can resend that review out and just really request during this time frame that we're looking to, um, you know, build upon our marketing campaign again and be able to use some of these great um, potential five-star reviews in those campaigns. And I'll kind of put a little, um, a breakdown of an example after, after the show here. And mine's going to awesome. actually build on that, uh, Tay. So Tay says, go scan through your client list and you're looking for reviews. While you're scanning through your client list, I want you to think about pumpkin plan. I want you to think about the feelings you feel when you see those names. When you get the warm and fuzzies, when you see a client name, that is a good client. And it's really not a science. It's a feeling. Remember, I'm the accountant that talks more about feelings than numbers. <laughs> more warm and fuzzy feeling clients. We really do. And the ones where you kind of, ugh, yuck, maybe look at their price. Maybe time to raise their price. Like if you're getting that ugh, yuck feeling, you need to be getting paid for that. We call it the PETA rate, right? Uh, PETA stands for pain in the ass. Um, so <laughs> I want you to go through and start thinking about how you're pricing your existing clients. And I want you to take a page from Roy's book. I want you to know that just because your costs are going up doesn't mean that has to come from your pocket. 
Now is a perfect time to communicate your value, to communicate the pivots you've made, to communicate the difference between sanitization and disinfection and high touch points, like to spend some time educating your customers about how you have changed in this coronavirus environment and then increasing the price. I think that we've talked many times over the past couple of weeks about how people are being much more empathetic and understanding the small business. And I'm not saying that I want you to get greedy, but I am saying that your costs have gone up. The amount of time you're spending has gone up. Your job has become harder and don't be afraid to raise the prices. I think we saw in the chat four business owners who have raised their prices in the past three months. Royce will be five. I'm six. I love responsibility. It makes it so easy. And, um, and so just give it a shot. So two homeworks. Think about increasing your prices and look at your client list, looking for those warm and fuzzy clients and start thinking about how you can attract more and the clients that make you feel yucky, maybe how to push them out or raise their rates. Awesome. I love it. And then I'll add probably for Martha and myself to have people look into Trainual. So they did ask um, our company to be a certified consultant. So I do have a referral link. I'll post that so people can kind of look at it again and kick the tires. And if anybody has questions about it, I actually just did a quick recording um, for Quality Driven and I can repost that recording as well, which is kind of an overview of how Trainual works for a home service business. So I'll put both those links up and just for your homework, see if it's something that would fit your business. Cause I think it's awesome. I would say on a high level also, um, take a look at your business and don't assume that you have to do things the way you've always done them, okay? Um, when you work for a large, large company, you realize how much a telephone call costs. And there's, there's, a thing, there's a few things you can do. One is you can pay the cost of that call, you can reduce the length of time it takes on that call, or you can eliminate that call. And so, um, so take a look at those kind of things because there's a lot of money spent in the service industry on things that really don't add a lot of value that you can accomplish other ways. Yeah, so helpful. And uh, you just, we have a huge voice fan club in the chat. I mean, I, I <laughs> of you, uh, you know, this is brilliant. That was amazing. Thank you, great info. We even got a gift that said that, you know, you're. <laughs> Thank you, Royce. That was really, really helpful. Thanks, guys. Uh, Tay, I think you've got a quote for us, or Michelle. Oh, got a quote yeah, I do. Got no, I have one. I've got one, and got it's it. from uh, from Henry David Thoreau. Success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. So keep being busy because success is right around the corner. So that's the one. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Love it. Thank you, guys. And we'll see everybody next week. 7 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, Tuesdays for Fight Club. Uh, next week, I think, who do we, Tay, do we have a guest yet? Or uh, still in the work, so we should, okay. we, yep. uh, I should be having my guest next week, yes. <laughs> we'll announce it soon. Awesome, thank you all so much. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. No fight. Hey, yep. see ya. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.